0: Okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witchbuster. Extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. Yay. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader.
1: DJ Yeah, here we go.
2: Over to Durant. He's open for
1: a three. Shazam! No hesitation. And they stay there! Oh, and
3: they stay there. Yeah,
1: they Maybe you want to talk about Planet Purple, Basinonians. Don't call it Planet Orange when we're playing this song
3: right now. Playoffs?
1: <laughs> they got a dark side, do they not? Planet Purple the
3: ball you know
1: the most important basketball of the year is here Okay, by the way, while we're playing this awesome rejoin right here, well done, command and control. It's going to be a lip biscuit Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, indeed, anything lip biscuit. Let's play it.
0: I think you were already doing that earlier, weren't you? In the newsroom. I was really hoping the tour of people that's here today was going to walk by when you were doing the hands up thing. Yeah, they, that they was a little. They, yeah, they, okay, uh, great. You thank know what you. We're playing well, look though? how you doing. Man. Doing great. The Phoenix Suns are officially in the playoffs. Yeah,
1: officially going to have home court in the first round. Okay, they got the four seed. Is that what you're saying? Got the right four now? seed. Got the four seed.
0: And we'll get into this in a little bit, but I would argue at least one
1: team is trying to avoid the Phoenix Suns in the first round. And uh, who who would you say that is right now? Let's just start there, man. Just go 30,000 feet. Parachuting. Look, everybody.
0: Kind of seems like the Lakers... Are trying to avoid the Suns in the first round. We'll explain in a little bit, but it doesn't. Kind of seems like that.
1: It, it seems like, yeah, okay, maybe there's another team that doesn't seem to be trying to avoid the Phoenix Suns. To me, well,
0: yeah, no, you and I thought this independently, and um, you go ahead and say their name because I,
1: I think not only are they not trying to avoid the Suns, I think they want the Suns in the first round. Yes, I, I think so, and you could see it from their perspective, and their perspective, of course, is the Golden State Warriors. See, you can't say it. Come out and play. You can't say it. Warriors, come out to play. My my young crunk brothers, just Google it, okay? Warriors, come out to play. Okay, just Google it. Okay, it'll come up. You'll understand it.
0: Do you know the name of the movie? Because you can't just... I guess you
1: could just Google Warriors. Yeah. What? What is it again? I, I don't totally know. For- I haven't seen. No, the movie. I, t- I. I can't believe it. Um, I totally forgot this. You got to be kidding me! I'm spacing. Well, this well, I'm right sure it won't bother Life you for the next four the hours. Air. You've got to <laughs> be kidding me. Um, this makes my day. Oh, oh, that's gonna drive me crazy. What is it, Mel? Are you back there? Do you have it? Is it just called The Warriors? Yeah, Warriors, that's, that's what it's called. That's the name called. of the movie? I think so. That's the name of the movie and you couldn't think of it? No. It says, no. we all know that scene at the end of The Warriors, 1979. There we go, right there. Well, see, it's 1979. I, but look, I, 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 mean, I, give I me don't a know break. what to tell you. I just, any name that she came
0: up with, I'd have been like, oh, I understand how you, you you didn't remember that.
1: It was a sophomore walking around. Hey, how you doing? Were
0: you walking around saying that then, too? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't know where are you going in this beautiful I look, program. I was trying to get driving to the Phoenix Suns off the Suns. road.
0: That, that game was um, it was different last night. The Suns have played some some desperate teams over the last few weeks. They've played some really good teams over the last few weeks, and then they played the Spurs last night and and a a diminished Spurs team at that. And it was just what were they up by twenty nine in the
1: first half? Thirty one, as a uh, matter of okay. fact.
0: Well, to get the thirty one, they had to be up twenty nine. So we're both right.
1: <laughs> Yeah, you know, honestly, it was a great game um, for the Phoenix Suns for a lot of different reasons, but none more important, I would say, than clinching the four seed and getting in. I know people are, well, it's not the three, and it's not the two, and it's not... You're right about that, but I think knowing the year that this team has had and all the tumult, everything that has happened to the Phoenix Suns, the up and down, you were talking about this a few weeks ago. Uh, I said yesterday... it felt like they've had four different teams this season. Oh, it's incredible how volatile this team has been all year long. And now, right now, it seems like they're starting to peak. Yes, Kevin Durant is back. Yes, they've played seven games now. Seven and zero with KD. Seven and zero. Seven and zero. They're back in the saddle. Kevin Durant playing exceptionally well. Did it again last night with a block. Did I you know, see it? Did. did it again. It
0: wasn't. It wasn't a block on a dunk by SGA, but it was basically <laughs> the
1: same play. It was basically the same play again. He continues to do it. Defense, and we're going to talk a, a lot about that as the show unfolds, but. Right now, man, just it's it's nice to see the Suns playing as well as they are. I get who they're playing; they're playing the San Antonio. That was one Warriors, of those games. I mean, they've they've won
0: six in a row overall, too.
1: Exactly. Not only that, Luke, but so much of the time. um that's even more impressive. When you're supposed to destroy somebody yeah. and then you go out and destroy somebody with this team, this is
0: that game last night, I don't know that you can lose to the Spurs the way they are right now, but in general, that type of game has actually been the game that the Suns have struggled with over the last two years. When they were when they were beating all the great teams, then they would go out there and come out flat against Orlando yeah. without Paolo or whatever. Uh no, last night they took care of business and this is what peaking at the right time of the year looks like. You know, they're not peaking. Isn't well, the team's perfect and they're unbeatable. No, it's not that. It's that they're playing their best basketball of the year. They've won six in a row. They are perfect with Kevin Durant in the lineup. They are seven and zero now with KD in the lineup. I, I don't know what more you could ask out of seven games than seven wins.
1: Yeah, and who you know honestly um, this season when you think of this season and how up and down it has been, and then how they're finishing right now, who's does that mirror? somebody else had a season that was like that in the past. Yeah, it would be well, really weird to play Golden State in the first round, wouldn't right it? would right be really there. strange. Right there. It's the exact same kind of season, basically, that the Warriors had.
0: I, the only reason, hey, did you know that's from, there's a line about the Warriors from the movie The Warriors Yeah, right, okay.
1: I'll write it 1979. I forgot it, Luke. Warriors!
0: <laughs> uh, you're going to say that so many times if they play the Warriors in the first round, too. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, and you said you just want the Warriors in the first round. You're going to have to beat the best to get where you want to go. Yes. Okay, I want the Warriors at some point in the playoffs. It doesn't feel like it should be a first round matchup, and it's not. It's not like a fear thing from the Suns' perspective. I just think those are two of the most dangerous teams. It's it's going to seem weird if they're playing each other in the first round, almost from both perspectives. One of those teams is going to be out yeah. by the second round when there's kind of there's always some like some garbage team that sneaks into the second yes. round. But that's that's kind of where we are. I think that's going to be the matchup.
1: Yeah. So the the Phoenix Suns, for the most part, does Fan FanDuel still have them as the favorites to win the Western Conference? I know I you that you you're kind of you got your bookie on speed dial, don't you? <laughs> it's bookie um, on speed dial. It's still
0: nineteen seventy nine.
1: That's what FanDuel is. Let me basically. pull up my rotary yeah, phone real, real quick. Speed dial right, over there. Just, uh, Being the uh, gambler that you are, zero. of course. None of this. Is true. No, of course. The the last time I checked, based on things, the Phoenix the Suns, of course, were the favorites to win. The last the time Western. you checked,
0: the last time you made me check, and I will say this. Yes. They are much more heavily the favorites today than they were.
1: Is last that week. Ro- Well, yeah. well, well, Luke. Last
0: week, it was going into the weekend, the Suns were plus 250 to win the West, and Denver was plus 280. Yes. Now the Suns are plus plus two hundred. And Denver's plus three thirty. See,
1: you know this is why I think Golden State wants to play the Phoenix Suns because they understand we're we're we're, we're the defending champions. Where are you kidding me? We are a dynasty. Do you think we're afraid to play the Phoenix? As a matter of fact, we're going to play them in the first round. We want to play them in the first round. We, we don't want any nicks and bruises banged up. We're not worried about it. We're not worried about playing somebody else, and maybe they're going to—no. We want the Phoenix Suns, because the Golden State Warriors know to be the best, you've got to beat the best.
0: Uh, we'll get more into this, because I do think there's probably a tactical—not advantage, but reason. If you're the Warriors, you want to catch the Suns maybe before they've— faced any adversity before they like what happens if the Warriors win game one we don't know how the Suns are going to respond yet whereas if it's the third round of the playoffs the Suns will have figured that out already I I don't think the Suns are a team you want to play in these playoffs honestly we'll get back into it I think the Warriors do uh I think they just know it's inevitable what is the most likely scenario for the Cardinals at number three in the NFL draft we're going to ask ESPN NFL draft analyst and insider Matt Miller who will join us next it's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports the local sports leader Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, welcome back to the show. We are, wow, three weeks tomorrow. Wolf, three weeks away from the start of the NFL Draft. Here here we go. Here we go. Get to talk some actual football now. The blood
1: sport rears
0: its head, does it not? Uh, Matt Miller is joining us right now, ESPN NFL Draft analyst and insider joining us on the Arizona Sports Line right now to talk about this upcoming draft. Matt, thank you for the time. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing well. Appreciate you guys having me on.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, thanks, thanks Matt. Thanks for joining us. Uh I guess let's just let's start right out of the gate with the the Cardinals picking 3rd as it stands. Um based on just kind of what you know and what you're hearing, what what do you think the odds are that they stay at 3 or do you think the plan really is to try and move down if at all possible?
2: I think the plan is to move down, and I I think we've even started to see inklings of that in the media. You know, uh, I think the Titans want to come up or the Raiders want to come up, right? There's so much talk about teams wanting to trade up, and I think a lot of that is geared toward the Cardinals trading out. You know, Indianapolis doesn't want to trade out. We know that uh, Seattle and Detroit are are in good spots where they want to wait and see what happens at picks five and six. So I, I think Arizona... Uh, they have the you know most valuable pick in the draft right now because Carolina is going to take a quarterback. Houston, uh, we think, will take a quarterback, but Houston has surprised us before. Uh, we think they'll take a quarterback. And, and then, then you have the Cardinals on the clock. So a, a team that is uh, – they have their, their quarterback. They've paid a lot of money, to. They've invested in. So I, I think that's what makes it such a valuable pick is if you are the Colts or the Raiders or the Titans or whomever else that, and you think you need to get a quarterback in this draft – that's where you got to get to.
1: So Matt, um, the Indianapolis Colts to me seemed the most likely to move up to number three and the Cardinals moving down to number four. Do you agree with that, that reasoning?
2: I do. Um, I think, you know, there's precedent there. We can go back and look at what uh, in 2017, the Chicago bears traded from three to two with the San Francisco 49ers to get Mitchell Trubisky. Now, Uh, That trade was not a good one, as we know now, because they didn't take Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. But there is a precedent for a team saying, hey, we don't want to miss out on the guy. Um, The New York Jets did this uh, the year they got Zach Wilson. Um, The San Francisco 49ers did it the year they got Trey Lance uh, in the 2021 draft. So we've seen this before. We've seen teams say, hey, we're we're just making sure we don't get jumped for a guy. And I I think that's where if you're the Colts – You have to worry about those other teams that that need a quarterback. And I think if you're the Cardinals, you want to start reaching out to some media that you're friendly with saying, you know, hey, the Raiders are poking around. The Falcons are poking around. The Titans are poking around. The Patriots are poking around, maybe trying to get up here. Uh, You want to put pressure on Indianapolis to make that switch, which is, I think a best-case scenario for Arizona is yeah. just a flip-flop. You're going to pick up some extra picks, and you still get the best defensive player in the draft. Like, if, if Monty Asenfort wants a, a great start to his first draft <laughs> as a of the Cardinals, I think that's it. You can be sitting at pick four, still get Will Anderson, and get extra draft capital to remake this roster that lost seven straight games in the year. Like, that's that's where you want to be.
0: We're talking to Matt Miller, uh, ESPN NFL draft analyst and insider. Matt, certainly around here, we're all on board with exactly what you just said. Trade down one spot, still get Will Anderson. Uh, based on what you've seen, is Will Anderson the clear cut best player in this draft that isn't a quarterback? Like it's a no brainer that that's the guy you take?
2: To me, he's the best player no matter what. Like, regardless of position, the best player in the draft. And I, I actually like Bryce Young and CJ Stroud a lot. But I think Will Anderson is the guy in this class. It's funny because, um, you know, even like at ESPN, we haven't talked a lot about Will Anderson the last month and a half because we've been so enamored with the quarterback situation of how is this all going to shake out? And we've, I think we've kind of forgotten that Will Anderson was the best player in college football the last two years. He probably should have won the Heisman in 2021. He was that good. Um, so I, I think Will is going to be fantastic. Uh, my comp for him was Vaughn Miller. I see some T.J. Watt in his game as well because it's this dude that has, not only is he going to just beat you with that first step speed, but he's got that little shoulder dip that he brings to the table and he's got such strong hands that he's able to shed blockers. So Will is to me the guy that you know, if you had to pick a Hall of Famer out of the draft class, I'm picking Will Anderson to be that guy. You know, Sold.
1: Wow, that is so good, Matty, right there. You know why I love him? He's a football player. He's a football yeah. player through and through. That's why I love him. It's his brain. It's his mindset. It's his soul, Matt, that I love. And I think that's really, really important. It still is in the game of football that you've got somebody who loves the game. And Will Anderson, to me, loves the game.
3: When Will
2: Anderson played in the bowl game this year, that told me everything I needed to know. So we even go back the year before that when Alabama lost in the CFP and Bryce Young and Will Anderson are sitting on the podium with Nick Saban and they go to get up and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. These two are this program. And they're underclassmen. And he's talking about like they define what this program means and who we are. But when that dude played in the bowl game this year, it was like, all right, that is everything you want from a football character, from a personality character, like – he checks every box for me. So I am a, a huge, huge fan of his.
0: We're talking to Matt Miller on the Arizona Sportsline. Matt, how crazy could this potentially get at the top of the draft with quarterbacks? And, and do you think Lamar Jackson and just his presence would impact it at all?
2: I think people keep saying to me that, scouts, decision makers, they keep saying the draft's not going to go the way you think it's going to go. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> okay, like, what, tell me then how it's going to go. And, and uh, it's just everyone expects a surprise, whether that is Jim Ursay being like, you know what, screw it, trade for Lamar Jackson, or Bill Belichick saying, let's go get Lamar Jackson, or Aaron Rodgers still hasn't been traded. <laughs> and I don't know if you're, if you're a team that needs the quarterback, why you're not calling Green Bay and saying, like, hey, uh, what's the deal? Because they don't owe Aaron Rodgers anything in Green Bay. They can trade him wherever they want. Um, so I do think we could see some craziness. At one and two, We'll probably see Chalk, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, but then all hell could break loose. And that's what makes it fun, is that uncertainty of, last year was a very predictable draft. I don't know if it felt that way for you guys. For me, it felt like a really predictable, like, okay, this is kind of going how we thought it was going to go. I think this year is going to be a lot more fun.
1: Is there a team out there, you think, that loves them some Anthony Richardson and might actually take him at three? Is there a team out there, Matt?
2: Um, I don't know. I know a lot of teams like him a lot, but you hear it more from the, hey, if this guy's here, we really like him. Not so much the, we're going to invest two future first round picks to go get this dude. Um, I, I think we can look at, we talked about the Jets and Zach Wilson, the Niners and Trey Lance. Those trades did not work out and they were very expensive. And so I think there we see teams now are maybe a little bit gun shy. Carolina did it because they can get the guy, you know, pick of the litter. But if you're trading up to get the second or third or fourth quarterback this year, I think that's where we're not going to see that jump. You know, like I personally think Anthony Richardson would be, he's tailor made for Tennessee. One more year around Tannehill, they have dominated the power run game for years. Richardson fits that model of, Hey, we're going to chuck it down the field and run it down your throat, but he's not making it to 11. So, are they willing to be aggressive enough to come up and get him? I don't I don't know that they are.
0: Matt, if the Cardinals traded down past four, is there another player you like for them in that like seven to eleven range? I know Tyree Wilson's name's been thrown around a lot. How do you feel about him?
2: I like him. He's a work in progress. You know, I think there are things that we're still trying to figure out with him, and he's also a guy that uh, he hasn't worked out yet, you know, because of the the foot injury. So we're going to see him work out, he said, mid-April. Um, it's, that's coming up pretty closely. So hopefully we get to see that. But I think his tape says top ten pick. He's my number eight overall player. So, you know – he, he it, the, the position he plays is going to push him up, and that's just we know that's how football works these days. Um, he's not on you know the same playing field as, as Will Anderson, in my opinion, but a lot like Trevon Walker last year, he can be a really good player. You know, good against the run, he can get you eight, nine, ten sacks a year, and be a very, very you know high quality starter. I don't think he'll be the best defensive end of football during his career, but I think he'll be a really good one.
1: So, Matty, who's the biggest killer in the draft? And, I, and when I say that, of course, I mean metaphorically speaking on the football field <laughs> in that context right there. But who's a guy? Is it Will Anderson? Just a guy that will break your face. Who Who is that guy in this draft?
2: I, will Anderson, definitely. I mean, he's that dude. Uh, you know what's funny? Devon Witherspoon from Illinois is that guy as well, and he plays 100, he's 180 pounds. But he hits you like he's two twenty. There are so many clips of him just missling into guys, and he'll stand over you and let you know he was just there. And you're like, that dude is built like a, a high school freshman. Like, what is? How is he hitting like that? But he, but he does. And so he's he's definitely in that mix uh, on offense. Osiris Torrance, the guard from Florida, fits that mold a lot. He's just uh, he's a bully. You know, he's a bouncer throwing people out of the club. So there's. This is a good class if you like
0: physical football. Matt, we really appreciate your time, man. Thank you very much for the insight. Thanks, Matt. You bet, guys. Have a good one. You too. too. That's uh, Matt Miller, ESPN NFL Draft Analyst and Insider, joining us right there on the Arizona Sports Line. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. Are the Suns showing improvement in one of the most important areas for playoff basketball? That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
3: Arizona Sports,
0: the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Sun's run to the playoffs coverage, brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on
1: your retirement savings.
0: I mean, this is what you asked for,
1: isn't it? Well, I'm just saying there are some days, ladies and gentlemen, where you might say, pass the mouth guard if you've got it. Let me pop that thing in right there. We smear on a little eye black and go out and just waylay somebody on the field. It was one of the best things about playing the game of football. That's what you could do. And it was okay. It was encouraged. I thank the Lord God. I really do, Basinonians, for giving me the opportunity to step in between those white lines and tap into how he made me. My helpful tip
0: of the day is if you pull up next to somebody at a red light and they're blasting that song out of their car, yeah. just go ahead and get out of their way. <laughs> just, just just let them go. They're having a day. Just let them. Go. Nobody listens to that song like, everything's going so well today. I need to hear this song. Uh, all right, back to the Phoenix Suns who are having a good day. They've won six in a row. They are 7-0 and with Kevin Durant at 44-35, and 35, considering all the different iterations we have seen of this team, the team that they were supposed to be coming out of. I mean, go back to the offseason. Hey, we're going to have Jay Crowder. No, you're not. Okay, well, we're going to have Cam Johnson. No, you're not. He's hurt. Okay, well, we're going to trade for Kevin Durant. Well, now he's hurt. All of that, they are still going to finish as a top-four team in a pretty competitive Western Conference, Wolf. And last night, I don't know how much to take specifically from last night, But last night, the defense did look good, and the defense has been looking better lately.
1: Yeah, and if ever there was a game where you would expect the defense for the Phoenix Suns to look better, it would be that game against the San Antonio Spurs. And I don't want to be disrespectful at all, but it's not like the San Antonio Spurs go out there and light it up um, offensively. They do not do that, Ron Wolfley reporting. And because of that, it was even more impressive to me. Because I know what that's like when you're competing at the highest level our species can generate and you're supposed to go out and just absolutely destroy somebody. You know, even the Spurs, with what they had to work with last night, Greg Popovich, even the Spurs, the mask looked at that and said, you know what, we've got some great talent. They do have great talent, some very talented people doesn't make them good basketball players, though. That's the problem right there. And because of that, I was even more impressed the Suns went out and took care of their business.
0: Yeah, for them to go out there and put up 42 in the first quarter. 42. That was, okay, they're not that messing was, around.
1: Okay. <laughs> that was, do you think that was by happenstance? Nah, and no. I think
0: this is, what you, this is what a great team, potentially great team, I'm not saying they're great yet, but if you're going to win a championship with this, this lineup, that would make you pretty great, considering you are going to have three Hall of Famers at least on this team um if you if you want to do that you don't go out there and mess around with the spurs no we're actually down 27 23 after one and we had to rally in the third and oh you know what that one slipped away but what do we care this, no you just go out there and put up 42 on them in the first quarter and then you're basically done with them you still played out the stretch but right. you, you still i mean that was it after the first quarter what's san antonio gonna do yes yeah, san antonio those guys are talented basketball players, but not by NBA standards right now. Right. <laughs> There's a reason they're at the bottom of the standings. Right. And again, it,
1: it's kind of like imagine going out and playing one on one with your little brother. You're, you're four years older than your little brother. And suddenly there you are. You're 16, he's 12. Do you, do you have the intensity level going out there as a sixteen-year-old playing your twelve-year-old brother? I don't know. Maybe your twelve twelve-year-old brother is real good, <laughs> or it depends what he know. just did. But I guess you know you're you're not going to have that kind of intensity level. It's your little brother, and he's twelve, and you're sixteen. You should beat him one on one. You know, and and don't think for a minute that professional athletes don't go through that process as well. And that's why, to me, they're all business. And I, I stand and applaud. And I know nobody else is going to stand and applaud. But as a former professional athlete, to see that, that was cool to me.
0: Uh, it was just, it's its refreshing, too. And I know they still have three games left, and we'll get into how they may or may not uh, approach those games. But, you know, last year, even with the 64-win season, they went 2-5 and five down the stretch. And it, it's not the wins or losses. It was just kind of like last year at the end of the season almost felt like this season when they were waiting for Kevin Durant to come back of like, these games don't mean anything, but we don't want to fall into bad habits. And I'm not saying that's why they lost to Dallas in the second round, but I never even really thought they looked totally right in the first round against new Orleans. They were just better. And Chris Paul went off and they ended up winning that series this year. You are, you're playing some of your best basketball and you've won six in a row at this point in the season. I don't think anybody else, I know nobody else in the Western Conference is on a winning streak like that. And you see little areas, and you brought this up in the pre-show meeting with the defense last night, you see little areas where they are getting better, which is what it's all about. To me, that's bigger That's bigger than having the four seed versus the five seed. It's, are you getting better with this
1: team? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that one right there. They held the Spurs to 94 points. And guess what, onians They should have. They should have that they, they, they blocked seven shots, seven and had seven steals and held the Spurs to 38 percent from the field like they should have <laughs> again, like they should have. They only had 12 fouls in the game. Remember, KD was talking about that very mm-hmm. thing, the fouling, right? You didn't want to see the fouling. They only had 12 fouls in the game and they need to get better. They need to get better in that area. Isn't that right, Kevin Durant? Um, and to me, KD, he did it again. He had another block from behind on a guy that was going in for a layup and swatted the ball, just swatted it out of bounds. Uh, you know, this guy continues to make plays like that, and those plays are leaving indelible marks on the souls of his teammates. It, Trust it, me on that.
0: It is crazy how, and I know everybody said this, and I know we've seen it with other teams, and we even kind of saw it in his first run with the Suns a few weeks ago, how he can miss time and come back and instantly be doing this stuff. There's not like, well, you know, yeah, he's back, but it's going to take him a few weeks to ramp up to really being at his best. You know, the Minnesota game, he didn't shoot well. His first game back, by his standards... But ever since then, and even that game, he wasn't bad. He just wasn't Kevin Durant. Every other game since then, he's been uh, really outstanding. And in and, and the case of last night, you're talking about some of it with defense, too. Um, this is <laughs> the other guy that really stood out last night. How many times is Torrey Craig going to get hit in the face? And I wondered, Man. I was like, is this, am I imagining this? Does this guy get hit in the face a lot? So I typed Torrey Craig hit in face into Twitter just to see, like, and there's all these different like comments from different points in time. Wolf, like, oh, 2020, boy, Tory Craig gets hit in the face a lot. Oh, 2022, Tory Craig gets hit in the face a lot. That dude is the definition of what do you always say? Sticking your your face in the fan? Yes, I think he might actually doing,
1: literally do that. He's he's not afraid, and that's the one thing I think of when I think of Tory Craig and every great defender as well. You could just see it; they're not afraid. They're not afraid for contact. They're not afraid to, to be the instigator on contact. They're not afraid of doing that. That's part of who they are as a defensive player, a defensive mind. Even in the game of football, I would say, that exists with a lot of defensive-minded guys. They're not afraid. Offensive guys, from time to time, you can see they are afraid and they play on the offensive side. Defense, you can't be. You can't. He won't and last. play defense. Yeah. And the same thing exists, I think, in the NBA. To be a good defender, can't be afraid. Uh, win lower-level tickets for tomorrow's
0: D-backs. Home opener against the Dodgers. Just text BASEBALL to 620-620 uh, for complete details and your chance to win. That's BASEBALL to 620-620. We come back. Strong allegations against Michael Bidwell and the Cardinals. How are they going to handle this distraction going forward? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah,
1: the yeah, yeah.
0: Wolf and
1: Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Back, running, All
0: right, welcome back to the show. It is Wolf and Luke on a Wednesday morning. Jimmy World joining us. Kind of. I'm kind of digging this right now. Jimmy World's very good in concert. Really? Was, yeah, you know how some bands are, are better in concert oh, yeah. or worse in concert? They, I mean, I like their stuff anyway, but they are they are impressive in concert. Cool. Uh, all right, over to Cardinals. We talked with Matt Miller about the draft earlier, but uh, the stuff that came out yesterday, Wolf, the alleged stuff, and, and the Cardinals' <laughs> um, very strong response to the allegations by uh, Terry McDonough. Sets the stage for kind of an interesting situation here. However, this is going to play out now because both sides were so adamant that the other was wrong.
1: Yeah, Uh, listen, this is a really difficult situation. Anyone listening right now probably knows that I am the Arizona Colonels radio analyst. I'm sure you do know that. So I I feel like I have to say that and get that out of the way. I've said many, many times over the decades, Basin the decades of broadcasting that I've been involved in, that I'd rather be fair than right. That's something you hear me say all the time, Mm -hmm. Luke, and that's something command and control you hear me say all the time. I'd rather be fair than right. And that's exactly where I'm going to remain on this story to the end. I'm going to be fair More than right, I'm going to be fair, and I'll do it to the ground as unto my Lord God. Do you hear me on that? I will do it as unto him. I'm going to be fair above all else. Um, Michael Bidwell is a friend of the family, and I've known Terry McDonough for years. It it saddens me to see this happening right now. It does. It, It saddens me to see this happening, but... That's life, right, Basinonians? That's what it is. Stuff happens, and when you're faced with two entities that you know on a personal, personal level that that have a dispute with each other, what do you do? You let the process work itself out, and that's where I find myself this morning, Basinonians. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, I told you when I walked in here, well, yesterday, I mean, because the story broke during our show and during the show, it's it's even more awkward because you're you have to talk about it, obviously. But you need to be able to read the story. (laughs) We were like two of the people that really couldn't read the story. We had to scramble during the break to read it. But you were one of the first people I thought of because I was like, man, this is for everything you just said. This is a tough situation because you are asked to talk about it. Nobody knows all the information. I,
1: I, exactly, right, and see that is it. You've got you've got these allegations that are flying around, of course. And it, when when it comes to allegations based on means legal matters and lawsuits, I defer to those that are qualified because I am not. <laughs> I am not qualified to talk about these legal issues. I am not. I'm a I'm a football analyst. That's what I am. I am a sports talk show host. That's what I do. I I don't try to be a lawyer. I never have tried to be a lawyer. There's going to be an investigation, right? There's going to be some type of resolution on these accusations. And today is not that day.
0: No, it's we'll see how long it takes. And, and, you know, if anything else comes out one way or the other. But um, you brought up in the moment yesterday, what you always think as a player, and I think it makes, I think a lot of people's minds actually went here, but, uh, but what you think as a player of, how big of a distraction is this and we kind of hashed it out you know maybe it's not as much for the players that it certainly wasn't for the suns it didn't seem like last year but you know if you're Monty Austin Fort you're taking over a team and there's all these different potential ramifications for the GM who just stepped into this situation he wasn't even here a couple months ago uh distractions could certainly be a factor as you're trying to rebuild a roster this Mm -hmm. is Marcus Spears uh yesterday talking about that
3: First thing I think about is all of the things that have transpired in the Arizona organization. I think about Kyler Murray's contract and that language, getting out. You think about Cliff Kingsbury and even Kaim getting extensions and then getting fired. So a lot of those things for us, when we sat in studio or wherever we were having discussions about the Arizona Cardinals, we thought that that was already disarray. And now something like this comes out, obviously, about ownership. This coming to a head with somebody that worked within the organization speaking on the owner in a workplace environment it's almost like it's hard to just be dismissive of it because we've seen crumblings of things that we probably weren't supposed to know about something internally has been going on in arizona and the fact that this is coming out and the fact that the accuser is saying that i have all of the facts and the information this is very damning to the arizona cardinals organization
0: yeah, well, if I it was before the show, I started to list out like all the things that have happened basically since the loss to the Rams in the playoffs. Wow. And then I just got frustrated and stopped making the list. Yes. Because you make the list and then you show it to somebody else. You're like, dude, you left these four things out. And it's like, okay, well, then, okay, well, you left this out too. You show it to somebody else. And the thing is, we don't know how much, if any, of what Terry McDonough is saying is ultimately true. Although, as Marcus Spears just pointed out, <laughs> Terry McDonough is saying he has proof. Well, then he either has the proof or he doesn't. That's going to be pretty definitive. But as we sit here right now on April 5th, whether it's true or not, the fact that this is a story yesterday and today, and it sure will be still going forward, is yet another
1: thing hanging over this team in the last what 15 months yes i've always remained very very consistent in these matters that we're discussing right now based on audience i was consistent with the Suns, and i will remain consistent with the arizona cardinals as well that's just who i am that's who i'm going to be that's who i'm going to be forever lord willing and because of that um, it does. It, this is a tough situation right now to to listen to this. I don't know Michael Bidwell to be the way that Terry McDonough says. I don't know him that way. Now, again, I don't work with him on a daily basis either, but I don't know Michael Bidwell to be that way at all. I don't. An intensity level that I have, yes. I would I would say, yes, Michael's got that intensity level, no doubt about it. The same intensity level that I have. But, again, these specific allegations that have been made out there, you know, um, it's hard to comment on because you just don't know. You've got one guy saying one thing and another guy saying quite the opposite.
0: And then you have your fan base caught in the middle, right, because I, I think... I think generally speaking, the fans, especially after the way last season played out on and off the field, just want to be able to follow the team just want to be able yeah. to talk about the draft yeah. just want to be able to talk about free agency if it's a rebuild you want to be able to talk about okay well which guys are the pieces of the rebuild Now, I, I mean I know there are some fans that are angry and upset over the last few years and you factor in they've won what like one home game in a year and a half and ticket prices I, I, get, it. I get it I'm get it. i not saying any of the fans are wrong but I think the majority of the fan base just wants to be like alright can we just turn the page on last season yeah. and start, and if, even if the team's going to only win four or five games this year are we building towards something better and then you get Something like yesterday, or even the, the NFLPA stuff a couple months ago, or whatever, whatever that was. It's all a blur now. And you just like, if you're a Cardinals fan, you're just like, when do we just get to
1: turn the corner and start building? Yeah, and you know, I I can't help but think of the player inside the locker room right now. Um, I think this who does this affect or impact the most? Maybe maybe it's the front office personnel. Maybe it's Amani Osenford, of course, maybe Jonathan Gannon to a lesser degree and the coaching staff and then to a lesser, much less degree. I would have to say the players inside the locker room. I honestly believe. Hey, you know what? Whatever's going on right now, we saw this too with the Suns and how they they went out and won sixty four games. Yeah, how how it can it can galvanize a football team and galvanize a locker room as well. And suddenly, you got that chip on your shoulder that you move into your heart and you say the whole world literally is against us. Let's go ball. Let's go focus on what it is we love. And I think players, to some degree, will be. The least affected in all of this,
0: yeah, I I tend to agree with you. Um, The first person I think of as being truly affected is Monty Austinfort because who knows where this goes? Are you going to lose a draft pick over this? Are you going to, or is that not even really that big of a deal? Like who knows? But as as a GM stepping in, you got a lot of work to do if you're Monty Austinfort. You just you want a blank slate. You want to know what you're dealing with right out of the gate, right? And so I think there's that, and, and to your point with the example with the Suns, you know the Suns had more to lose on the court with everything when it happened because the Suns were a title contender a- at the time, and and the, the Cardinals are not right now. But the other thing that the Suns had is a basketball team's not that big, right? Mm-hmm. So okay, hey, it, that's that's Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Monty Williams, maybe James Jones. Let's gather the fifteen of us around, sixteen, seventeen, if you want to bring in coaching staff, trainers, whatever. It's not that big. And just let's have, a, let's have a plan going forward. I mean, this is happening to the Cardinals. A, it's a 53-man roster anyway. B, that roster's nowhere near complete right now. Like, there's just, there's already so much up in the air. You don't need to add gasoline to the fire. You really don't. Yeah. And yet here we are.
1: Yeah. Once again, though, the investigation, the, the facts will all come out, I'm sure. All
0: and right. We come back. Back to Basketball. Is there a team trying to avoid a first-round matchup with the Phoenix Suns? Kind of seems like it. We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.